Welcome to Nocturnal Emotions, where we hit the mark after dark. The nighttime is the right time. I am your host, Sean Tillman, a.k.a. Harmar Superstar. I have long-form conversations with uh, a guest or two each episode. Um, people you might find interesting, people that I love, friends of mine, people that I admire. And uh, we talk about embarrassing things in people's lives, in their careers, just wherever the conversation will go. Um, you know, I feel like I have to explain this every week because we get more and more listeners each time I put a new episode of this show up. And uh, I'm very proud to say we're at episode 10 right now. It's already been two and a half months of this. So, uh, you know, go back, get the old episodes, tune in for the future. Um, lots of awesome stuff happening. I can't believe the guests I'm getting. It's it's great. Um, so, yeah, I'm back in New York right now. Um, just getting things back together. Uh, people are still kind of reeling a bit after the Hurricane Sandy uh, crisis, man. The, uh, everybody's... Uh, it's nice, though. It's nice to see everybody helping each other out. There's still a lot of people in need out there. A lot of communities are are going to take a while to get, get put back together. And um, it's, it's nice to see everybody just, you know, <clears throat> putting their own lives aside for a second to help out those, their neighbors, everybody that's in need. So that's really cool. Um, as I'm recording this, the L train is finally working in my neighborhood, so I can go to Manhattan. That's pretty nice. I don't have to spend hundreds of dollars on cabs to do normal mundane things. Um, uh, and, you know, I wasn't really hit at all, so uh, my belly aching is completely superficial and I should shut up about it because so many people were hit hard um, yeah but beyond that it's just been kind of a week of of rebuilding um, getting things together we got hit with a hurricane here and then we got hit with a blizzard a week later what the fuck what the fuck is that um, <clears throat> I uh, <laughs> I don't know that's it's just crazy like end of the world stuff you know but luckily Barack Obama was re-elected, and I am super happy about that. Uh, I'm also really psyched about all the states adopting recreational, legalized weed. That's amazing. Get me on tour in Colorado and Washington immediately. I will smoke all of it. And I will enjoy as many gay marriages as I can. I will attend. I will perform. I love it, man. I love the way the world is going. If you told me this was going to happen like 10 years ago... I would have not believed you. Um, I, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's great. Every election, things go a little bit better, and uh, let's keep that trend going, man. Um, I just think it's, it's smart. Uh, all the benefits you can have from the freedom that you vote for. It's pretty, pretty nuts, pretty inspirational, and, uh, and I love it. So, so that's that. Um, you know, so uh, basically, this week I have a very, very special guest. Uh, I'm very excited to have Flea of the Red Hot Chili Peppers on the show. Um, I, uh, I really, uh, yeah, it, it kind of happened unexpectedly. Um, we were hanging out when I was kind of stranded in Minneapolis a couple weeks ago due to Sandy. Um, ended up getting breakfast with Flea while he was in town. The Chili Peppers were playing at the Target Center in town, and... Uh, we, uh, we got to talking about the podcast. He said he'd do it on the spot. Um, I found a studio. We went over to uh, my, my pal's Solid Gold's practice space where my friends BJ Burton and Adam Hurlbert were recording some demos. And uh, 
We interrupted them to record this podcast for you guys. Uh, it's so great. Uh, Flea is such a great conversationalist. I, I really wish we could have like caught bits of our conversation all day. We really hung out for like eight hours and broed down and ate twice, shopped for art. Uh, just uh, we went to see a movie. We went to see Lawless, the Nick Cave movie that just uh, came out a month or two ago. Uh, it was just such a great, fantastic day, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's you know, it's amazing. It's amazing to have Flea on the show. Uh, we toured together like five years ago. Chili Peppers and Harmar Superstar. I think it was in 2007. We did it like a month in Australia and New Zealand together. So it's just great to be back in the room with the man, the man, the genius, uh, the fucking greatest uh, bass playing mind and trumpet playing mind I know. Um, really inspirational, man. Uh, just, uh, just sit back and listen. Here's my conversation with Flea. Are we on? Good, yeah, we're going. This is the podcast we're starting. Yeah, this is a podcast. Welcome to Solid Gold's practice space here in Minneapolis. This Flea. Is a beautiful place, but there is some fetid feces sitting on the rim of the toilet that I feel <laughs> needs to be it needs to be tended to by a by a fucking industrial strength hard worker with some Brillo pads. That's you know what? That's just Minneapolis warehouse living. You know what I mean? It just happens. It goes down. So it's I'm it's part of life. I'm I'm like uh, like I've been saying. Uh, Unfortunately, but very fortunately, stranded in Minneapolis due to Hurricane Sandy. Uh, Hurricane Sandy, that's a pussy ass hurricane if I ever heard of one. Yeah. They could at least give it a tougher name if it's going like, to ruin my neighborhood, you know what I mean? Sandy drives like... a minivan. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy, man. Sandy's just picking up the kids, destroying New York City right after soccer practice. Um, man, and then if you, it's unfortunate too if you have a lisp. Man, you gotta be like, Sandy destroyed my neighborhood, and that doesn't. <laughs> yeah, all the Barcelonians are gonna be something silly. Dude, this is ridiculous. I'm holding a, a pillow, uh, a pillowcase over this this 58. Why it's are you doing good. that? I don't know. Just to get, cause I get some popping going on. I pop. I right. pop. You got the nice mic. I, I thought I'd give you the the, the not sounding like a like a. Daffy Duck cartoon. I'll go for. The, I'll take. The, I'll take the hit. Remember that guy with the pink <laughs> turban, dude. Yeah, we were just at the Walker Art Center. There was a yeah. guy you loved his pink turban. Yeah, he had a pink turban. If I ever go seek, I'm getting a pink turban <laughs> with a big dildo that sticks out of the top of it. Dude, you would win every sword yeah. fight <laughs> <laughs> in like multiple levels. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the theme of this show is basically just bullshit talking. We. Great. We talk like we've been doing so far. You're doing great. We're doing well. <laughs> You're doing a really good job. I, yeah, I think we're doing good. Uh, we like to get into like embarrassing moments like in your life, career. I don't know if there okay. is anything that like comes up on the top of your mind. Well, like, so, so, that, so the first ones that, that come to mind are kind of silly ones, like the real deep, dark ones. Yeah. I don't know. I might be able to get to those. Yeah, well, let's get to those. Let's get <laughs> well, to those. Well, the <laughs> <laughs> first one, let me just kind of start with an yes, easy let's one. let's ease in. Let's ease in. Okay, well, it was second grade... And we had the trampoline at PE. Yeah. 
And and you know, the kids in my PE class were taking turns jumping on the trampoline, and so everyone stands around the rectangular trampoline with kind of their elbows on it. Yeah. While one kid jumps and like gets instructed by the PE instructor to do a belly flop or a yeah. you know a flip if you were real advanced or Fun something. Fun on command. And so anyways, I was jumping up, and each time I jumped up, I would strike a different comical pose, you know, with my tongue out and <laughs> my good. arms distorted in a funny yeah. position, and everyone was looking at me and just laughing hysterically, like just laughing, pointing and laughing. <laughs> And uh, I was, and the more they laughed, the more the funniest yeah. shit I did. Like I jumped up, and you know, my legs spread. And one point, I jumped up and I looked down on my fucking cock and balls, <laughs> just out. How did you just not like, notice that? Like Do you have no feeling in your cock and balls? <laughs> this is just, something we need to talk. No, about. I was, I was, I was just so excited. <laughs> I know. That's the, was, the rush, was, the like rush eight. of the entertainer in you, which you, has <laughs> never left you. I was eight years old. Yeah. Dude, well, you've, I, so you've always been the same. It might have been a watershed moment in my Dude, life as an entertainer. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. like, all of a sudden you're like, I'm getting the laughs and you feel the power. And then you realize yeah. it's your cock and balls. But at the same time, why yeah. not incorporate the cock and balls into your entertainment? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I ended up you know, being a cock and ballsman. <laughs> but was that like dark at the time? Did you live that down? Or were you young no, enough no, where no, you were like, eh. It was actually a pretty quick flight at embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really stick with me. If you were like 13, then it would be like, that's when it would be harsh. Yeah. And when you don't know if your dick is big, you don't know <laughs> yeah. if you're like a fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, I was, back then I was like shitting in my pants and stuff in class. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you didn't have a lot to lose. <laughs> I, remember, I remember in kindergarten a teacher coming up to me and saying and I had shit my pants right because I was too embarrassed to raise my hand to say may I go to the bathroom and so I just, you know, just like lay one out and no one would notice <laughs> <laughs> so I was standing in, standing out in like the field you know by the school and the teacher kind of said Michael did you have an accident <laughs> and I don't even know that she was on to me I thought she was like a car accident I was like no no, <laughs> no, no great. <laughs> she was like did you do number two in your pants and I was like you know when you're in kindergarten, you don't think anyone will notice a big stinky shit in your pants. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you thought you, you could just sit that one through. And I thought play I was I'm getting ready for, for the warehouse spaces in Minneapolis. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's how you fucking learned to thrive. That's how you, uh, you powered through now because yes. of all those years. But so those are kind of lighthearted, embarrassing Yeah, moments, yeah, you know? exactly. They're, I mean, they're, they're, they're still weird and they're still pretty like. They're, they're out there but I mean is there anything I'm trying to think I mean we don't have to like go into it now we can no come no in. no can absolutely. I'll talk about anything yeah. I, mean, I mean I do have I guess I, there are some boundaries probably somewhere sure sure um, I don't know I mean I'm, I'm thinking like later in life is there anything like embarrassed or miserable either way I think I like to go to the dark places sometimes maybe we can get well, serious well we could talk about the time that my girlfriend who I was totally in love with but it had become kind of a dysfunctional relationship and um, <clears throat> it had, you know, it had been, it, it, we'd been together for like five years and I thought she was really cool, you know, she was beautiful and sexy and smart and, and she loved me and yeah. so it was, you know, it was a good deal and, and, and but it, it had started going sour, you know, cause she lived in Australia and I lived in Los Angeles and, um, and it, get, it started getting bad and then, and like I had been kind of fooling around with the girls a little bit yeah. and, and she, um, had you know i think there had been some some uh 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 
what do you call it when, uh, when you cheat on your spouse? Adultery. Adul- philandering. Philandering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was looking for that's philander. Like, that's a classy way. There have been it. some philandering <laughs> behavior on her behalf, too, I think. But anyways, at one point, I started, I was like, I got all desperate that I had to fix it. You yeah. Know, like, it was the most important thing in my life to fix it and have yeah. a stable relationship and grow up. And, and I flew to Australia, like, on the, got there, and I came into her house, and she was all happy to see me. But then I looked... I looked, I found a photo, there are photos like under the coffee table of her tied up, oh. naked, <laughs> what? and tied up, like, naked, while, yeah, while like you're well gone. fucked and tied up and naked. Oh my God, and totally. And that was, you know, that was fucking, that was traumatic. Holy shit. So you just yeah. showed up I can't found believe these we're photos. talking about this. I know. That's, I'm, that's like insane. I don't even know what. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm over it to the point now where I can talk about it. Yeah, you it. can talk about it. I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah. good. I mean, I think that's yeah. kind of like... This, this Is this like a, like a Dr. Drew radio no, hour or something? No, no, I'm not sure. Like, should I have talked about that? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Don't, I mean, it's like everything's <laughs> verbatim. Like, it's not like a big... It's like kind of like I'm no uh I'm just trying to give you something good. It's good. It's good to, it's good to good. get it out. Like, put it into the world. Like It's out already. It's like psychically it had been out. Yeah, so like, yes. I mean, that, that's yeah, insane. So that's pretty intense, so you did there like, you go. I've gone from the lighthearted <laughs> to the miserable. I mean, we can take it back. We can go, we can go back to basketball. We can go, we can go anywhere well, we basketball. want. I don't want to like, I don't want to keep going down the dark road to the point where we're just no, both that's crying. that's not as dark as it gets. <laughs> yeah, because that's fucked up. I mean, I think like, just to, I mean, to dwell oh, yeah. on it a little bit longer, like, I mean, what... What, what, where did that take you from there? Like, what, what happened? Oh, into like, a miserable state of desperation. Like, that's like, you know, like the part of me that is the, the part of me that can be like needy and desperate yeah. in, in a relation, romantic relationship. Yeah. I exercised it all. Oh my in God. That yeah. situation. So, I mean, so it's kind of like, good in that way because I definitely grew up like kind of insecure and like yeah, that. Yeah. So, for me to, that was like the extreme version of that, like and how I behaved and how it went on of like, you know, groveling, trying to make it better. And yeah, dude. Yeah. That's like yeah. when your ego gets hurt that much, like yeah. that's when you become a little pussy, but you let it all out there and then yeah. you watch yourself from like a month later. You're like, oh, yeah. Well, if I would have do done that. it in a month, but, if I, but instead of like going for like a year, year dude, at any time, yeah, it can be any amount. Go to the relationship counselor and, oh, you know, man, <laughs> you know yeah. and all of that stuff, which, you know, had its function and it sometimes it a works. part of my psyche that I needed to, Yeah, but I'm glad I got all that out of my system. Dude. Yeah. It's hard. It's a harsh, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. just harsh. It's a non-penalty mission for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's you're emoting. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you got that it out. A, it was a, it was a learning experience. Yeah, oh, man, a valuable learning, learning experience. Yeah, you so I, you yeah. know, we don't grow without our suffering. Exactly. Yes. man. Well, fuck. We were talking about uh, about tour and the life of like just going from arena to arena. Like you're at the end mm-hmm. of a cycle, so you're seeing the the light at the end of the tunnel. And I know you love your fans, and you love playing your shows, and you love fucking playing music constantly so that's the upside mm. but then the, you know you're in these arenas that are like the same thing every day no matter how much they dress up your your dressing room the hallway you go out to always looks like a hospital or some sort of you know what i yeah, mean yeah or just like you know the underbelly of of like a of an office building it yeah could be anything yeah totally you know um and so it is weird arena tours are weird like that the the monotony of the same 
like backstage area, which becomes more monotonous by virtue of no one being able to come back and see you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's lonely. You play clubs, you get to meet people and it could be a part of the city's culture and every place has its own flavor. Yeah, I was saying like, yeah, yeah. you can like get off stage, high five the people who are watching you, make out with a girl immediately, do your thing, figure out where to go. When you're in an arena, no one's coming back there. Like, There's like some awesome ladies out there, but you're not going to meet them because yeah. they're sensible and they're just going to leave when the show's done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, if they have any sense, that's what if, they're going to do. If they're sensible. Anyone that you want to meet would leave right away. <laughs> <laughs> And they're gonna like wait by the like where the bus comes out, you know, yeah. with, the, with the record to be signed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, which is all flattering and awesome, and I understand oh, it's that. It's great, but at it's the same time, that's not. Yeah, that's not. It's that's not, not what you want. Life. You can't. You can't. Uh, you yeah. can't be taking a 17-year-old out to the movies. The, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't, like, like these girls that go backstage are so young, and it's like, it's just weird, you know? You feel like you have nothing in common, and you're like, I want a woman that yeah, I'm going to meet. you know, whenever anyone, you know, the whole, the fan, the rock star fan relationship is a very strange thing, because I think, I mean, I know that, I respect the people who love my band so much for doing it, because yeah. without it, I mean, it's the greatest thing in the world to play for people that people actually care about the music that you play. Yeah. Like, it's unbelievable, and, and I'm so grateful for it. But at the same time, it's impossible to have a relationship with someone that starts like that. Oh, yeah. And if someone's asking you to sign something or take a picture or do that, and, you know, it, it's the, the playing field is not... Um, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's a totally yeah. different thing. Even a friendship. Like, yeah. I've never had a friendship born of that. Yeah, it's just it's an awkward... It puts you on a spot. Or maybe you have and you just didn't know. And it you just, met them years later and, you know... I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, okay, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe me. Maybe me. Maybe I'm the only... I'm just kidding. I, I'm, I'm such a big fan so early on. I probably was that kid with oh, you, you like at some point. Which is really, oh, yeah, dude. Like, oh, cool. I from, like, know. the age... 12 on I listened to every album I knew That's all the cool. words I'd been seeing you play so it's so weird for me to come from that like total fan place and like actually have someone that I know that's still playing years later that I'm now buddies with and have right. toured with and you know what I yeah, mean yeah, totally. but yeah but at, even me now being me as a 34 year old I can't understand that mania you know what I mean which yeah, I it's weird. I wish I had that because I guess I'm just not that passionate about other people's shit I'm or something. passionate about but, it but I never I just never did that I never figured meeting them or being near them or having something of theirs would would further cement my like relationship exactly that's what I mean like music. this kind of like fervor I mean it's not even passion because I love a lot of you know what I mean I'm a yeah, big yeah. Fan, fan of I guess I just like meet artists and and like kind of understand that everyone's a person at this point and that's that's just where I am so I don't get impressed in that way and then the friendship can be more real yeah. you know what I mean because it's like the playing field is even I guess you know yeah so that, yeah. Yeah, I did ask um, Jack Nicholas for his autograph when I was a kid. I mean, there's a few you got to do. Yeah, I, I, I asked Danny Manning. <laughs> Danny, I don't know Danny Manning. Danny Manning um, uh, played basketball at the University of Kansas, and then he played for the Clippers and uh, he tore his ACL. Okay. Mm. He was a great player. I yeah, really, yeah. I really loved him. Sweet, yeah. yeah. And he was on the plane with Elgin Baylor. Flying to Minneapolis. Oh. The final four was in Minneapolis. Oh, They're dude. flying from L.A. to Minneapolis to do a gig, and Danny Manning and Elgin Baylor are on the plane, and I asked him for an autograph. Dude, look at that. This is all so, like, uh, what Serendipitous. is that word? Serendipitous. Zeitgeist. Man. Yeah, zeitgeisty, man. Here we are in the center. I love it. Yeah. I'm trying to th- something like that happened to us earlier today, and I can't remember what it was. Um. There was something where something made sense. 
Nothing made sense, did it? Yeah, everything <laughs> made sense. <laughs> All that made sense was food. Yeah, food, food made it make good. sense. I like the the Bryant Lake Bowl. Yeah, the Bryant Lake Bowl is a classic. Yeah, you ever bowl there? No, I'm not much of a bowler. Yeah, you're not really. Like, I could. I felt like I just see you doing everything active. Nah, like you know what I mean. Like anything. Possible. I like active things. Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess I gonna, bowling's not really that active. You know, more. I wanted to ask you. You know, <laughs> you know, because I. Uh, you know what I want you to do? What? And I propose that you do this with me. Okay. Is run the marathon with Oh, my God. When? When is LA that? Marathon. When is it? And we can have nine months to train. Jesus. I was just thinking about marathons and how I may never well, <laughs> run Because I, I never thought that I would, even though I am like a pretty physical yeah, yeah, yeah. person. Like, it is my thing. I, yeah. like, I like that a lot. But, but I, I was, you know, I ran it. I, I never was never was a runner, and I ran it to raise money for my school in yeah. LA. Yeah, yeah, the and, then I, and then I fell in love with it. Yeah, and then I did it again the next year because I announced your thing. It's like a rush now. It's, it's, a, it's intense. Do you shit it's, your pants? It's like taking acid. No, but I pissed myself the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I would shit my pants. I don't know if I would stop. I would probably just like like lift up my shorts and like rock one on the street while running. <laughs> Because I can't imagine like losing time by going all in to the name it. of education. Yeah, <laughs> I'll soil myself for the children's education. Yeah, so you're you're uh, you're a conservatory. You have the Silver Lake Conservatory of Music. I do. It's a That's... nonprofit music school in Los Angeles, and and um, we have 700 students in there. That's amazing, man. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we just had a big fundraiser for it a couple of weeks ago. Chili Peppers played in my backyard and, oh, sweet. and rancid. Oh, Rancid too? Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> so fun. I, dude, I love Rancid. I love them. They're so good. I didn't realize how great they were when they came out because I thought, oh, Clash ripoff. Yeah. You know? And then I saw them play. And then I realized they had good songs. And also, they were the first songs that me and Clara, my older daughter, yeah. when she was like, she had the worst taste in music, you know. <laughs> I actually made her sign a contract once that said Spice Girls are better than the Beatles. <laughs> I guess we had that argument. <laughs> but anyways, but the first thing that we liked together when she was a kid was Rancid. Yeah. Like that came out and she was old enough to like dig it. And I was like, oh, these guys are good. And I saw them play and it's like the sincerity and the love and the romance they have for the music, yeah. for that music, is so great. And as time has gone by, they've just been a soulful, yeah. cool band. Yeah, and Out Come the Wolves is such a great album. I remember playing with them on that tour in my first band like long ago. Like, right, awesome. When I was like 17. Anyway, uh -huh. yeah, man. So like you've raised money. You got the conservatory. Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah, some yeah they had a bunch of au au auctions, good stuff. and. Oh uh, man! Yeah, so is down. there is it, where is it look? It's like right next to it's on like Sunset. Stella, yeah, right. right. It's in the yeah. same like the big Adobe thing, the sort yeah. of like junction on Sunset Boulevard. I've there. heard. Is there is there is it moving? Is there? Is there we're looking of? to get a new building. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're trying to raise money for. We know what we want to get. You know that dentist office on Hollywood and Edgemont with the big mural on the side. Yeah. Oh, that, that right in there. That thing is awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a big grocery store next door. As that's so we empty? would build the school out in the grocery store and keep the dentist, just let them rent. Oh, no if way. We, if we can get it. We're yeah, trying yeah. to get the money together. That would be sweet, man. It would uh, be so sweet because we could double the student body and have a performance space in the school, like oh, an auditorium, yeah. and room for group classes. Because now we do all the group classes um, at a local public school where they let us use our auditorium, where we do for group classes on our summer camps and stuff. Yeah. But... um. Yeah. Uh, we, if we can do it in house, it's so much better. Yeah, totally. Yeah. This is like more of a vibe. It's a school vibe. Yeah, because we have to, right now we have to kind of play by the school's vibes when we use their space. Yeah, and we have a deal with them, or we give the public school teachers so they can have a music program in exchange. for Oh, the that's space, cool. Which is cool. It is great to give them that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like it's just we can do it cooler on our own. They have to play by so many rules that don't have to do with straight music education. They yeah. have all their LAUSD, you know, school district 
red tape. Yeah, yeah. And we just want to teach as many kids music as possible. Dude. Yeah. I, uh, man, so when we were on tour together a few years ago, was it like three, four, five years ago? It might have been, like been a Australia. while. Remember yeah, when we, we did the bungee jump? Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say. Dude. That was Adelaide, right? Off the Adelaide Tower. Was that, no, was it Adelaide? Yeah. That or not was, Adelaide, Adelaide. Uh, it was in Melbourne? Auckland. We're in New Zealand. Oh, Auckland. Auckland, yeah. Because that place is bungee jump crazy. That's all they do. It's they jump off shit. I know, but in the around. middle of the city. <laughs> I know. In the middle of the, like, the crowded Auckland city jumping off, like, the highest building. Dude. And that was uh, my favorite part was I think I remember. You seeing us from like the hotel, your hotel window. Yeah, I mean, like, you guys it. about to jump off the roof? And we were, we were like, yeah, I couldn't believe yeah. it. Yeah, and you're like, I'm coming right now. All of a sudden, like, literally, in like two and a half minutes, you got all the way down, all the way up. You were in an orange jumpsuit. Like, I was <laughs> terrified. I know. I was terrified. You were so, you were so fast, and then you got up there, and you were like, oh man. Well, you know, when they, it is when scary they, as fuck. I, I, it's a I'd, plank. You I bungee up. jumped once before, like in nature, also in New Zealand, like off a bridge, though. Yeah. And it just, it seemed so untogether and scary when I did it. It's like some guy, you know, up top, yeah. like looking like you take about 20 bong loads, yeah. like, tying like a scarf around my leg, just going, looks good, dude. You know, oh like, like I'm going to die if this breaks. I'm going to be splattered in yeah. a misshapen heap of blood and pulp, you know. Yeah. So I was scared and going up the elevator, you're going up and like looking out for this glass elevator, right? And yeah. getting higher and higher, like... I mean, it was like, how tall was it? Dude, it was like 100 stories or something. So, it was so tall. It's like the tallest building. It was a massive skyscraper. Yeah. Yeah. You go up on the sky, you're saying like, and walk out and you walk a plank and jump off. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. I think like my mind was so just from like, I don't know, Australia. I don't know. I just was sort of like, Living such a great high life that I was like, let's do this. Right. And I sort of just sort of like was like, whoops, going off, and I just trusted everything in the world. Right. <laughs> I, I remember the know, rest of the crew being like, "What the fuck are yeah, we doing?" Up here? Yeah, no, I was just like, they did it. I got to do it. I said, "I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I don't care." I walked yeah. off, and whew, it was cool. <laughs> it's so kind we're of on that Australian look- tour, you know. There. You know, I have, I have, I'm from Australia. You know, yeah, yeah. Originally, and, and I have a, a little home there, and it's like middle of nowhere, a little town there. It's on a dirt road, going through this small town. There's this family there that I met, and it's like a little row of like 30 houses in this middle of nowhere, rural beach town of Australia. And um, and there, there are these two kids, these two boys, and I met them when they were real young. One was like eight, and the other one was like. 10 or something and I started getting him into music like yeah. I was playing him I was like look listen to this this is Iggy and the Stooges this is Funkadelic yes. this is this this is you know because they were listening they were like Silverchair yeah, yeah, you know, like the only yeah. thing they'd heard of nothing yeah. against Silverchair they just hadn't gotten just anything. Know about yeah. anything yeah. you know and um and, and as I started getting really into music and I got him guitars and amps and started hooking him up and I ended up getting really good. Yeah. And then they got a record deal. No way, really? Yeah, yeah. And What and, are they uh, called? Uh, well, they broke up now. They were called Quirk. Quirk. Yes, Quirk. 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 Their last name was Quirk and they had okay. a sister named Virginia Quirk. Oh, no way. Yeah, who I believe that you became intimate with ah. on that tour. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> yeah, Probably. believe that that happened. I don't know last names. I remember hearing. I remember hearing rumors. <laughs> the word in the street. Uh, well, Virginia, if you're out there, <laughs> Virginia Quirk, I uh, miss you. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't called. Uh, fuck. Oh man. <laughs> That's I a slight that. payback for making me go to my fucking torturous <laughs> relationship of my Australian relationship. There's another fucking zeitgeist. I'm sorry, man. Another zeitgeist. Oh, we got there. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh shit! Make you squirm. A, red. Make you squirm a little bit. Okay, too. I love it. I love it. Squirm Fair game, man. Oh, the worm will Dude, turn. I love you as an actor. When are you gonna do some more? <laughs> um, I'm actually I'm acting in a movie. Coming yeah, out. I'm psyched. When? What? What's? You know, the, can you talk about it? Movies ever. I know. I mean, I mean Big Lebowski and Suburbia. But it's a blue moon. You know. Yeah, no, like but it's always years, awesome. Somehow I end up. But it's actually a really cool story. I bet, dude. Everything I, I, you're in is a well, cool story. I, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I am. Um, when I was a kid growing up in Hollywood, uh, rest in peace, I had a stepfather who was kind of my main father figure because my yeah. real dad left when I was like six, seven years old. And I didn't really see him again until I was an adult, like once or twice for a week here or there. Yeah. He went back to Australia and we stayed. And my mom married a musician who was a jazz musician and um, his you know, had a major substance abuse problem. Yeah. He was a junkie and at, at a time, and he just a lot of problems. Yeah. And I grew up with him, with this jazz musician, kind of junkie guy. <clears throat> and um, even though he had straightened up, but but uh, uh, after a certain point, but there was a long period yeah. when I was a kid. And, and it was a very unique way to grow up, you know, because like that, it was w- weird for jazz musicians at that time, because they grew up when they were kids, like in the 50s and 60s, where being a jazz musician was still like the coolest thing you could be. Yeah, yeah. Because it was like one of the highest levels of learning, like in terms of sophistication and music yeah. and stuff. And it's but also it all, weird. But it, right? it was weird. It was also cool. Yeah, It yeah. was like beatnik and bohemian and totally. cool and intellectual and badass yeah. and revolutionary. Totally. But by the time the 70s rolled around, it started not really getting to the point where it wasn't cool anymore. Was like, it was still good, yeah. but it wasn't like when they were growing up and they saw Mingus and Bird and Dizzy and all these guys that were like the coolest guys, and yeah. all of a sudden they were kind of like these guys who studied their lives to play this music that was incredible. And, <clears throat> and all of a sudden they got, and they, and they were really good, and they, all of a sudden there's no real work, and they're playing fucking yeah. Holiday Inn bands, and yeah. you know what I mean? They couldn't get be the artists that they were. Yeah. And it was a frustrating... Time for Jasmine. But anyway, so, so I, I got sent this script a while ago, and it's about this little girl, exact same age of me, as me, in Hollywood, growing up with a junkie jazz musician father. Dude, so that's like and super... And it's like, yeah, same like, exact whoa. period of time, same town. Wow. All these experiences that I had. I'm reading it, and I just can't believe it, you know? Dude. And um, it was really amazing to me. And anyways... And, and they were just asking, talking to me about having a bit part in this movie. And I don't know. They didn't know my story. Anyways, and I met the girl that wrote it. Yeah. And she's like, we actually have mutual friends. She grew up like my doppelganger on the other side of town. Yeah. And her father was actually this great jazz musician called Joe Albany. Okay. Who was, yeah, he played with Charlie Parker. And, and uh, he was a really amazing guy. And yeah. anyways, it's a story. And she was a little girl who grew up with him, just the two of them. Yeah. Um, just the two of them, you know, her, a little girl, and a complete junkie, genius jazz musician father living in on Hollywood and Western in that, the Drake, that old apartment. Oh, that yeah, old yeah. fucked up building there. Totally. You know, that corner. You know how that yep. corner is, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And growing up there with this junkie jazz musician That's like dad, Bukowski Central over there. Totally, yeah, 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 totally. And, um... And so anyways, she wrote this incredible story about her growing up. And so I'm just playing a part of one of the guy's dads, like a trumpet player buddy of his. Dude. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I love cool it. it's cool because it's a world that I really know because I grew up with all those jazz musician guys around my house. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And my awesome. dad probably ever, probably ended up meeting this girl's dad and playing yeah. it sometime or another. Totally. You know, so 
Yeah. That's, I'm actually really excited about it. Dude, I'm excited. What's it called? Can you, can you um, say? It's Should called Lowdown. Lowdown. Yeah. You're, you're still to film it. You have yet to film? Or yeah, we you, haven't filmed okay, yet. Cool. I don't even know. They haven't have a date yet. It'll I think be a they're, while, actually, yeah. they're still like, trying to get their money together. I that's, think. that's the story all the, all the time. Yeah, yeah. I think we should take a break, and when I come back, let's create a sh- TV show or okay. some sort of show together. Okay. Hey, everybody, and thanks for listening. Yet again, I can't express my gratitude enough uh, it means a lot to have you here with me every week. Or if you're new, uh, thanks for jumping on board. Um, I just want to remind you that you should leave comments about Nocturnal Emotions on our forums at Earwolf.com. Uh, you can also subscribe and rate Nocturnal Emotions on iTunes. I really appreciate that. I like to read the feedback. I like to see where you guys are at with the show. You should become a fan at the Facebook page. Uh, that's Facebook.com backslash Nocturnal Emotions with Harmar Superstar. Surprisingly enough, that's what it's called. Go there. Do that. Uh, we'll update you when new episodes drop. You know, they normally come out on Wednesdays, but like like this week, you know, we always uh, we can throw you for a loop. This one came out a little early. Yeah, and don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Harmar Superstar. On Instagram, I'm at Harmar Super Stuff. So uh, lots of good pictures. I try to keep it keep it entertaining for you. And um, you know, you, if you want to support shows like Nocturnal Emotions, head over to Earwolf.com/backslash/donate. And sponsor the studio for a day. Be a hero. Be our god. Um, Also, another easy way to sponsor this show is to go to the Nocturnal Emotions page at Earwolf and just click on Amazon, the Amazon logo. There's a box there, and uh, you can shop like you normally would, but we just get a little bit. We get like a little percentage of that to help keep the show going. Um, You know, it's as easy as that. So if you're going to shop at Amazon anyway, give me a little help. Click on that link and go about your business as usual. Thanks a lot, guys. Now back to the show. Okay, so uh, we just, on the break, you just rocked the bass. I got to take back, okay, on, on uh, our friend BJ and Adam's track right now, uh, you just played some killer bass, and I take back everything I say about uh, not understanding where fans get their excitement, because I was giddy like a little girl like, the whole time. <laughs> I was like, I got that feeling, and I was like, what the fuck am I talking about? I get this all the time. This is fucking sick. This is my life. Uh, uh, I take that dude, as a compliment. It is you. awesome, dude. It's like, it's, it's just like that, it's, uh, what you do makes people very happy, and I'm just, I'm one of the, uh, I'm one of the lucky recipients, so that, that I, I gotta say, it's just funny, because I just contradicted everything I was just saying with my feeling right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, but you didn't ask me to take a picture with you and sign your autograph, and then your other seven CDs that you had in no. your satchel. I took our natural signed. pictures You're going to sell for $70? No. No. <laughs> on a... <laughs> I, I wonder, like, there's all those professional autographers. Oh, you know? no, no. I like, did put you on Instagram, rocking the bass. I'm, I hope that's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, tweet me. I tweeted that. I, I did. It didn't go to your actual Twitter, but it's on mine. So you oh, find, yeah. uh, we follow each other. It's so Twitter, sad that we're Twitterers. I, it's, but it's my, I don't know, it's my outlet. I feel like it's my joke <laughs> no, notebook. I Sometimes I say some dumb shit, but most of the time I'm pretty satisfied with my output. <laughs> I, I enjoy, I, but the, the sad thing is that I actually enjoy Twittering. And I, I, it so seems so counter to a productive life, but yeah, but for some reason, be. like it reaches out to more people. I find it gets me like work and comedy and like stuff like oh, writing cool. and stuff. You know what I mean? Like I think people are like, 
I think it has actually aided my life as well. Yeah, so there we go. Yeah. I think we should create a show right now. It can be anything. It's a segment I do called Let's Create a Show. Right. Uh, it can be anything. It can be a play, a Broadway show, a movie, a TV show. We just riff on what we want to do, and it can be really stupid. It can be really serious. It can be. I like to take it to a stupid place if we can. Right. Um, I'm thinking, I mean, what, what are you feeling? You're feeling like a TV series? A TV series sounds good. Yeah, okay. Dramatic so, story. Dramatic. A story. A story, like a, yeah. Like, a, episodic. like episodic television. Yeah, episodic So we need to have a story and we need to have characters. Yeah, play where, the story. Where, where are we going to be set? Like, uh, do you um, want to be modern times? Are we going to be um, Stone Ages? <laughs> no, I think, I think it should be like a, um, like a Cosby show. Oh, kind dude, the Cosby Show is one of my favorites. I think, like, uh, you, <laughs> well, like a cross between like the you know like a, a family sitcom. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, uh, so do you want to be? Do you want to star in it? Um, you want to play the dad? Be, you want to be punk rock dad? I want no. no. <laughs> I want to be like the eleven-year-old girl. Yes, like some like. Uh, have you ever seen? Um, like a kind of uh, Clifford, the Martin Short movie where he plays a ten-year-old boy. No, oh, it's creepy as hell. But that's—I feel like the vibe would be there. Uh, uh, or there's Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah, and then there's just. Well, actually, no, Clifford. I'm more like a thirteen-year-old girl. I so yes, yeah, so you want to be more bratty. So she's kind of like bratty and angst-ridden, <laughs> starting to have breasts a little bit. Yeah, not knowing what's going on, being pissed. No about idea everything. what's going on. Her life <laughs> depends on being accepted. And being socially cool. and being cool. Yeah, so, uh, so that's you. Who do you want to play your parents? Or is it going to be a single parent home? Is it going to be? Well, uh, uh, I know. I think you're going to be my uh, my mother or my father. At uh, your maybe choice. both. Maybe it could be a thing where I play both. A like unisex. Ed, Ed. Okay, two different parts. <laughs> Not like one transgender. Parent. I mean, that's a possibility. But I think if I did the Eddie Murphy thing, I think I could probably slay it as mom and dad. Okay, um, great. Well, slay it, dude. So we got that. Do you have any siblings? Do you? Do I have um, any children besides you? Um, maybe like an adopted uh, a kid uh, from from some other country, or maybe like a, a kid who was adopted from a much richer family that has to deal with us. Um, or or like a kid from like Swahili. Or like yeah, a, yeah. It could be like a, like a fresh kid with no English English knowledge. But maybe it's a kid that's mute and deaf. So we don't have to hear him, but we know he's here. And this is a dramatic story of me raising my bratty teenage Actually, daughter who is flea and a child from Swahili. Who's but there is no place Swahili. There's a language called Swahili, Yeah, I know, I from Swahili. <laughs> Swaziland. Swaziland. Is was it a place at one time. I don't yeah, know if it's a place. I don't know. I'm my, geographically uh, an ignoramus. So. Yeah, my, my African geography is a bit... I have, I've, I've leaved a lot to be desired. Because yes. I haven't been there. I learn everything by going sort of thing. So, yeah, I don't even know of what country uh, Swahili is the dialect of. Yeah. Um, it's definitely okay. not called Swahili. So, <laughs> Which um, I went there. Okay, so that's... So I'll be the little girl. Yeah. And you be the parent. Do we have neighbors? And I'll be coming home from I'll... school. And um, you're in the kitchen, like, uh, preparing uh, dinner. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my favorite. Okay. <laughs> And I'm making a, well, uh, I'm making a, uh, what is it? I mean, what, well, how, what are we like economically? Are we, um, how are we doing? You know, kind of lower middle class. Okay. You know, we were all right. We're, it's taco night then. It's just like Yeah, it's just night. regular night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm coming home from school. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> all right. So are you ready to go? Oh, we're just going to do a scene? 
Yeah, well, isn't that how it goes? I, no. I, I thought that's what we we're could, doing. No, I, I thought like we were going to do a scene like right now. Let's do a scene. Yeah, I thought, I mean, or we're just going to okay. like, we're uh, just going to like make it like shop this gonna, yeah, we're gonna, networks. Well, yeah, the, we own, this is our intellectual property. <laughs> oh, that's we, what I was saying. Like, I didn't know if these guys wanted to act in the show. You want to try a scene? I don't know. We could. Yeah. Uh, I think we welcome home. <laughs> welcome home, Flea. How was your day at school? No, my name's Mandy. Oh, man. Welcome home, Mandy. Try again. <laughs> Mandy, welcome home. How, how was your day at school? Uh, okay, man. I do not want to go on a camping trip. Well, you know, maybe there's no I choice. I do not want to go camping. What are we poor? It's so ghetto. You need to go on the camping trip. I do not want to go on a camping okay. trip because it's... what are we poor? We're going to sleep in the dirt. <laughs> I do not want to sleep in the dirt like a homeless person. What's the point? We have perfectly nice beds at home. Mandy. I like the spy. Want to hear the Spice Girls? Mandy, you're a horrible person. <laughs> Come back when you're 18. Fucking asshole. I don't want to go to college. I'm already going to go whore myself in the street for crack rocks. Mandy, don't say that. Where your parents are right here. I'm trying to play two of you at once, and it's impossible. It's one guy improving. Okay, so I, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like that right there, if we can get that, we could sell that to the networks. Gold. I mean, if you're out there, if you're listening, networks. And I grew up I in Hollywood. I know I have a lot of ins in showbiz. Yeah. It's and just I, like this show is called My Daughter Sucks <laughs> Right Now. My Daughter Sucks Right Now. <laughs> no, it was actually, you know what I was actually thinking of when we were doing that scene was I have a, some friends in Australia, back to Australia again. Yeah. Who and I, this has kind of popped in my head when I have no idea what we were gonna do. Yeah, in that amazing acting yeah, performance, we, I mean, that just happened. We brought it there. We I, took it. Yeah, there. yeah. You so, really <laughs> gave it so, your all. But I was thinking of, and I went away from the petulant like American thirteen-year-old girl, and I was thinking of these friends of mine in Australia who adopted two Ethiopian kids. Yeah, and. They were. They lived in Australia and they're really into going camping. That was a big thing, the family camping trip. Yeah. And the Ethiopian adopted kids were like camping. What the hell? Yeah. Like they'd grown up living in like you know with dirt floors. Yeah, they're like, like why nothing, would we want like, to do eating that? Outside yeah, yeah. Fires, like, that doesn't just, sound like, like fun at all. It was just all. insane to them. Yeah. Like you have this nice house, you know, with all this stuff. Like you're gonna go oh, sleep man. outside in so, the dirt. So you and, guys like, are doing this by choice now, and this yeah. cute to you. Anyways. <laughs> That's just, that's why I was drawing inspiration. I like that you went there. It was that. a very uh, almost uh, a method place to take it. You know, I could. I felt like you were a thirteen year old. I felt like I had like the, the spirit of Sir Lawrence Olivier, <laughs> Poitier, <laughs> yeah. running through your veins. <laughs> Poitier, Olivier, all those yays, all those sophisticated. Are there any other names like that? <laughs> um, oh man, I live on Consolier. Uh, no, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, there's, There's got to be, be so many. Yeah. Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> Point, uh, Poitier, Olivier, Kanye. <laughs> Dreamcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, yeah. man. Thanks for coming in, man. Did I think we took it there. I can't wait to see your show tomorrow. Uh, and by the time this comes out, that will have been in the past, and I will have enjoyed it already. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me on your show. Dude, what a day. All right, dude. There he is, the man, the myth, the slapper of bases, Flea, Michael Balsery. What a great guy. Um, man, yeah, I did. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man, uh, if you're listening. Um, I, uh, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And thank you guys all for listening. Um, and, and be sure to go back and listen to. 
to older episodes. There's a bunch you can find at Earwolf.com. Uh, they're all free. You can subscribe at iTunes, Nocturnal Emotions with Harmar Superstar, um, and just get it every week. It'll come. You can listen. You can hear my my weird conversations with people you might love. Uh, that's it, man. And I really, I really love how much Flea committed to the Let's Create a Show bit. Uh, that segment has never come alive so much because of the improvisational skills of Flea. And make sure to uh, check your local listings because I'm sure My Teenage Daughter Sucks Right Now will be a show that comes on right in the future of television. A bright light for you. A beacon of entertainment. Um, so yeah, if you want to catch up with me uh, and hang out sometime this week, I will be, uh, as always, at Black Market, 110 Avenue A, from noon to 4 on Saturday, every Saturday, uh, DJing sexy brunch while you eat the amazing food of Chef Connor while I play soft rock tunes. Um, the drinks are great, too. But yeah, that happens every Saturday. Come over. Sunday's Aaron Fenning takes over the decks from noon to four. So uh, both of those days, come down, hang out. I'll probably be around just, you know, eating the freebies that I get for being me. Um, uh, yeah, and also this week, um, another really special event is happening in Los Angeles. I'll be uh, part of uh, Petty Fest at the El Rey Theater, where uh, myself, along with a ton of special guests, People from the Black Keys, the Strokes, people I can't even mention because their names are so huge and they're not announced yet, but uh, we all sing the songs of Tom Petty with the Cabin, Cabin Down Below band. Um, it's really fun. We've been doing it in New York for a long time. Always a huge, huge fun crowd. It gets bigger every time. So people in Los Angeles, San Diego, Orange County, come up to the El Rey. Um, it's really fun. Uh, you, It's three hours of petty songs and even if you know you like one or two by the end of the night you will have known the words to every song it's crazy so uh so do that come out join us i'll be in la hanging out um that's it that's all we got right now so uh enjoy your week i don't even know who next week's guest is because i'm gonna go raw dogging through la getting interviews while i'm there next week um so man Secret surprise, special stuff. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. It always is. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Love you all. This is Harmar Superstar signing out. Nocturnal Emotions. Booyah. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Ackerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. EarwolfRadio.com The Wolf Dead.